my name is Dan. Welcome to the podcast where my friend James and I talk about your questions about faith and life and everything in between. Um, we've really enjoyed hearing your questions as you sent them in. Please keep them coming. We have a great question today. Um, it's one that is at the heart of lots of people's questions about the Christian life. How do I break free from cycles of sin? James is going to tell us, how do we break free from cycles of sin? Wow. What a question. We were just talking, weren't we, Dan, about there might be a question behind the question here. So often there is there are feelings of guilt and shame and condemnation that come when it comes to our sin and so and that that the bible teaches doesn't it that it separates our sin separates us from god and it separates us from one another and so yeah how do we approach god and how do we approach one another so that we don't live under condemnation but that we are real about our sin but we also then understand what the gospel has done for us in that so i think those are some of the things that are buzzing around my brain when i think about that question anything that is buzzing around your brain dan (laughs) yeah i I think the thing to grab onto at the start maybe is uh, i think maybe our relationship with our ongoing sin which all of us have um, whether that's something that is a, a serious besetting sin or an addiction or just the fact that we continue to sin in all sorts of ways every day, whatever whatever, whatever you kind of are thinking about in your life at the moment, our relationship with that ongoing sin, I think is maybe the thing in our life that best diagnoses and reveals how well we've grasped the gospel of God's grace. Mm. Um, because if it, the person asking the question, I'd love to know uh, from them, is this something you want to stop cycles of sin because you're in fear and you are dreading how god thinks of you uh, is he going to you know strike you down or is this dragging you to hell against your will you know is is this question coming from panic uh, or is it coming from I, I want to live a holy life and please the lord and it could be a bit of both mm. but i think if it's coming from panic the first word i want to say is not a practical word about right here's how to stop some behavior i want to kind of go in and say if you if you're a christian uh, even though you continue to sin no matter how uh, serious you feel the sin is no matter how regular the sin is um, no matter how ashamed you would be if everyone you knew found out about it if you're a christian that sin has been paid for by jesus on the cross it will not be on your account when you stand before god on the last day romans 8 verse 1 there is therefore now no condemnation Mm -hmm. for those who are in christ jesus and that means if we get that right if we actually take that in um, that we're freed from the consequences of our sin um, our relationship to the sin that will keep happening in our lives changes completely we we are not thrown by it um i Christians should not be surprised that they continue to sin. We do want to fight it. Romans 8 also says that we want to, f- to put to death the sin that we do, mortify our sin and, mm-hmm. and our sinful nature. But our relationship to it changes. It's no longer the thing that defines us. And so no Christian needs to feel that their ongoing sin is a threat to their security before God. Um, you are, If you're a Christian and you're asking that question, you are you belong to jesus 
you're loved by the Father, you're full of the Spirit, your life can change, you, your habits can change, but none of that um, is the is the basis for God's love for you. Mm. His love for you is it remains. And so, what I hope for the questioner is that they can ask the question out of a place of security, of confidence, and saying, "I now want to. I want just want to live a life that is like." jesus's life i want to live a life that pleases god and that completely changes the dynamic of of the question yeah i love that and again you're not trying to dilute or water down the the reality that our sin grieves god that there's no doubt about that but but his disposition towards us because we are in Christ and because we are a new creation and because we belong to him and, and he loves us unconditionally, his disposition towards us is one of grace and forgiveness because he sees us in our frailty and he's provided everything that we need to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, as the scriptures say, in the person of Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross. So you're, you're totally right. It's it's almost like an it's an identity thing, isn't it? And often, actually, we, we probably don't have time in, in this question to really talk about what we mean by sin. But we often, people often think sin is just, is just an action or a behavior thing. And actually, it's much more about who we are and and what's going on in the human heart before before there is an act or a, a a sin in inverted commas something that we do there is a heart condition in us that that Jesus has dealt with that is far more serious actually than just the behaviors does that make sense it does yeah i think it, a re- a really good way to just to illustrate that and i think this might even help the the person asking the question is um, if you the classic the classic uh, picture here is there's a room full of 14 year old boys and they're trying to be accountable to each other about looking at pornography online and someone says hey guys I've got an app you install it on your phone it stops you looking at anything online that you shouldn't now that might curb the behavior might it might mean you, you physically can't look at the websites you were looking at before but has it helped you love the Lord your God with all your heart soul and strength mm. probably not mm. you've just stopped some behavior and what what sin is is really our, our deepest failure to love god and the gospel is that he loves us first and he loves us into loving him uh, and that means we can ask this question about our ongoing sin from a place of security not panic mm. um, do you think dan then there's a there's a danger that we can fixate so much on the sin in our lives that we actually forget to pursue God in the process because you, yeah. you by by I think in that illustration you're saying actually if we spend more time filling our gaze with who Jesus is then actually the cycles of sin and the habits that we that are destructive in our lives kind of begin to to fade away is that is that part of it yeah i think that's right and i think that's why um I, I don't want the question to come from a place of panic because as if God is looking at our behavior the whole time and assessing our performance. Mm. And if we perform well, we're we're out. And if we perform well, maybe we're in. Um, To know that he loves us and he wants our love, that 
that changes the dynamic of our whole relationship to God. He's not like a speed camera, but he's a loving father. Mm. And Romans 2, this may be, we do need to transition into answering some questions, maybe the question in some like um, in some detail, but Romans 2 says God's kindness leads us to repentance. It's not that like God's threatening severity leads us to repentance. It's knowing that he loves us that changes us. And so, yeah, totally pursuing the Lord, knowing him better, enjoying his grace and kindness. That's the thing that will change us rather than going after quite surface level behavioral change. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. I guess that then leads us to the to the question: Is it worth, in, you know, installing the app on your phone, or is it worth having an accountability group, or uh, is it worth confessing our sins to one another? I guess we're going to say the answer is yes. We might, maybe, we should talk about some of those things and how that how that figures. Once we've got a really good understanding of the gospel and of the love of God, how does our how do those practical things fit with our our ongoing sin? Any thoughts on that? I mean, lo- lots of thoughts, whether they're helpful or not, Dan, is a question that is often live in my brain. Um, I, I think I can only really speak from personal experience, partly from personal experience of dealing with sin in my own life and what I've found helpful and unhelpful. And then, of course, helping other people work that out. And I, I'm certainly not claiming to be a, uh, a master at it. But I think in, I've definitely found that having having good friendships in my life absolutely critical when talking about sin and that means that you have to be in good relationship with people relationship with people and allow people up close to you to see uh not just you and your sunday best but throughout throughout the week and in the in your vulnerable moments and and allowing people into those parts of your life is a really important thing so that that then speaks into you know and, and raises questions of what kind of relationships what kind of friendships do you have are you vulnerable in those moments do you allow people to speak into your life to point things out uh in you and then and are there friendships that you have that you feel free to be able to say and share cycles of sin or things that you're struggling with knowing that actually you're not going to be given a whole load of judgment and condemnation but someone who's going to graciously pray with you and help you in those things so i so for me i found that really a really important part for me in dealing with my sin so yep got a couple of friends at church who i who i've met with for years actually before he was even in ministry where we would regularly talk about sin in our lives so whether that was sexual temptation lust materialism jealousy the the most recent one for me that just to be absolutely vul- vulnerable the most recent one for me has been around anger uh, and particularly anger with my kids um so our eldest our eldest girl who's five just just has a way of pushing my buttons and it's partly because she's very much like me and she just knows what to do. And I just found myself just allowing anger to rise up in me. And I, I was, I'd just been thinking about that, speaking to some friends. I was preparing for a sermon on James chapter one, which talks about being slow to anger and just recon- recognizing the connection between anger and pride. And essentially the fact that the reason why I was getting angry was because I was 
I felt like I was losing control over a situation and that was speaking into pride. And so just being able to talk about the that sin of anger in me with some friends and then and then processing that with God was a uh, was a recent has been a recent thing and I'm I'm still working on that. There's something very precious isn't there about friendships where you you can tell them your sin and how bad you are and you know you know that you're not being judged because everyone's being honest and on the same page to say well, well I'm as I'm as bad as you are maybe different sins um maybe different struggles but um no no one's going to pretend that they're better than the other and i guess we recommend highly friendships like that um i guess i would say to anyone who's maybe considering like an account like deliberately accountable friendship or an accountability group um make sure that it is a a kind of speaking jesus and his gospel to each other group because sometimes we can end up in these groups i've been in this kind of situation where we you, you all just you're in an accountability group of some kind and it's because you're all you're all dealing with the same thing and you all go around one by one and say yes i've done it this week yeah me too me as well yeah i tripped up this week and then everyone says so next week that was let's good all, let's all <laughs> let's all be better and yes we'll all be better and it just ha- yeah um, and we get quite good at like almost a little liturgy of revealing just enough of a, like a little chink in the armor to say i've i've done I, i've sinned and everyone sort of almost kind of gives you a polite applause for being honest and you you can even do that while hiding the real struggles in your life right because it's almost a safe kind of so-called accountability and that that kind of betrays almost a an accountability which is not like the gospel shaped mm. that's almost where you think if i tell them what i'm really struggling with they're going to judge me yeah, um, we, we, we give we give the best of our worst. <laughs> that, we talk yeah. about the best of our worst, don't we? Yeah, the, the respectable thing that you could say. Yeah. You get patted on the back for how brave of you to confess yeah. it. Yeah. Um, there's not that's not like gospel. Do you feel like that's what I've just done there, Dan, with anger? Uh, no, I'm sure that. But <laughs> 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 well, the accountability is useful so long as it is yeah. going to as long as it's going to get us to Jesus and that we we kind of fall on him together. And, and if you're going to confess your anger to me and to all our listeners, that we want to help you um, rest in Jesus and his love for you, that he is slow to anger and rich in love to you, and that changes mm. your anger. Yeah. Um, rather than, like we just said, the danger with the question sometimes, you just go, I need to, I need to find a way to sort out my anger before, before someone finds out about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. We, we've talked a little bit about I suppose confessing our sin to one another, which is entirely biblical. It says that in James chapter five, therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Another important part of it is actually confessing our sin to God, which sometimes gets lost, doesn't it? In, in this conversation around confession and repentance. I wonder if you've got any thoughts on that, Dan. I think it's, it's, it's so important. our our prayer life ought to involve confession quite regularly i think um otherwise we may be we even we're even pretending to god if we don't mm. do that the fact is he's the one who sees and knows you better than anyone he knows you right down to the bottom mm. and he's the one who loves you the most and even i've found there's times in my life when i've i've been aware of some sin which is new and i've thought oh my goodness i i cannot quite believe that i'm capable of doing that mm. i cannot believe i've done that and then had the realization 
the Lord knew all along I could do that. He knew that I would. And it, he, he didn't love me any less before. And I'm in this fresh realization of how bad I am. <laughs> he, he's not in this fresh realization. He, he's the one saying, I oh, know, and I still love you. That means we should be going to him the whole time with our confession. Um, the, the Church of England uh, liturgy has a, has a confession of sin, which is, it covers everything. It's through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. Mm. And that was a quite helpful thing. To we are through. truly sorry yes. and repent of all our sin. Oh, very good. Thank you, Dan. That's buried deep, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I think those are just helpful because it, it covers, we can, we can confess to God the things that we've neglected to do stuff yeah. that we should have done that, yeah. that we that we didn't um our weakness you know stuff where we almost feel we couldn't help it and then probably the ones that we might feel the worst about maybe the one that's in the mind of the questioner is <laughs> through our own deliberate fault the times when we sin really coldly we know we're doing the wrong thing and mm. we still choose to like stray off the path mm. we can go to god with that and 1 john 1 9 if we confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Mm. We can go to God with complete confidence as that's what he'll do every yeah. time because of Jesus. Yeah. Um, he's the person we should be the most honest with about our sins. I love that, Dan. The, I wonder whether actually we turn to a psalm just to finish. I, I'd love this podcast to be not just a kind of academic-y answering of the question, but we actually help people and and lead people in in moments and and the psalm that i find myself regularly turning to when i'm wanting to bring my sin to god is psalm 51 this is how this is how it reads and so you might be listening you might just want to close your eyes you may just want to come before god now and and listen to these words of david in psalm 51 and he says have mercy on me O god According to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, you delight in truth, in the inward being, and you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sins, and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. I'm going to pray, if that's okay. So, Lord Jesus, we we thank you that you receive us, uh, and you receive us as your children. We thank you that you have done everything that is necessary to cleanse us from our sin, and we thank you now that you've put in us a new identity that we can approach you with confidence knowing that we are no longer under judgment but we are now under grace uh, and so Lord, i want to pray for every person 
who is listening to this right now, who is battling with their own sin. I pray, Lord, uh, that we would be real about our sin, that we would know what forgiveness and repentance really means. I pray, Lord, for good friendships, that we can talk with one another about what we're dealing with. And Lord, we want to pray, Lord, that we would live that holy life where we are pursuing you, that we would be captured by a greater vision, Lord, of everything about who you are and what you've done for us. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for the gospel. Uh, And we pray this all in your name. Amen. 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 Thanks, Dan. What a great question uh, and great to be able to talk with you about it.